0: delighted to welcome back author, food writer and Olive's regular columnist Rosie Burkett to the podcast. Welcome Rosie, how are you? Hi Janine, it's lovely
1: to be here. Um, yeah I'm good thank you, just kind of sweating like a baby bell at a picnic at the moment. Just,
0: <laughs> I know we are in the middle of a heat wave, it's actually the week um, where we're recording this, um, the week that we had the highest temperatures. In the UK, ever. Yeah. Um, so it's a perfect time to talk about summer entertaining. I mean, Absolutely. nobody probably wanted to do much entertaining on Monday or Tuesday this week, but we're moving back into milder weather or lovely sunny weather. Yes. Um, so nice to be outdoors and we're going to talk through loads of different tips and tricks for summer entertaining. And I know you've got loads of intel. So let's start with one of your favourite things that you like to do. You said you love a sharing board. Tell us about that. Yes,
1: I do. And um, I should caveat this whole thing by just saying that um, I'm all about easy entertaining this summer because we've got a little baby and uh, it's our first summer kind of socialising with everyone again after COVID. So it's been a revolving door here at our house and we've been seeing loads and loads of people and frankly just wanting to catch up with. With everyone and not wanting to spend huge amounts of time sort of slaving away cooking. Um, so I'm a big fan of things that you can kind of pull together that still feel like you're making a real fuss of your friends and still feel kind of memorable and abundant and generous but without you know all the hours and hours and hours of prep. Um, And I think sharing boards are really good for that because you can make it look really beautiful, um, you know, really abundant, really colourful, lots of different shapes, um, lots of different seasonal vegetables and fruits and cheeses and dips. Um, And I just think it has a a nice big impact and it's relatively easy to kind of piece together.
0: And it's a really nice idea, isn't it? Because it's sort of, I guess, evolved out of the cheese board where you have like cheeses and and and, and maybe some grapes, um, you know. And now, if you go on Instagram, you've got these incredible, almost like, you know living works of art (laughs) yeah
1: yeah you do and and there are some really artfully put together ones and I know that there are lots of kind of wedding caterers and things that do these really epic beautiful um boards and I think you know you can go down that route if styling is your thing um and if you want to spend time making it all look very very beautiful but I also think you know there's a lot to be said for just having a nice big um Either, whether it's a serving board or a kind of big platter and piling it full of things because, you know, you don't need to be too pernickety about presentation because it is just going to get pulled apart. Um, but yeah, for me, it's about like using really good ingredients and um, putting them together on the platter. And and the great thing is you can do different themes. So you could do, I mean, I'm a huge fan of the kind of traditional, like you say, the cheese board and the more kind of French, um, French style with crackers and cornichons and maybe a little um, fig jam or something or a compote and then lovely kind of compte, maybe a lovely soft cheese. And that's something that I think we're all quite familiar with. But you can do, you know, you could do a really beautiful Greek sharing platter with tatsiki and taramasillata and kind of lovely feta and olives, um, you know, and kind of Whipped feta would be really nice with broad beans on top, lots of dill, um, something like that would be gorgeous. And then... You could do an amazing Italian sharing board with... Um, I'm a huge fan of the tar- tarolini, which are the little kind of... Um, do you know what I mean? The little kind of twists. Oh,
0: they look like little knots or twists. Yeah. Bread, they, crunchy bread. Yeah, yeah, they're Crunchy, fantastic.
1: Poulian. Um, they're made with kind of wheat flour and olive oil. And they're these little... Heart- and they often have fennel seeds running through them. And they're absolutely delicious and really moorish. And you can get really kind of nice ones in, in delis and things like that or in, in the supermarket. And so they're lovely. And then obviously, gorgeous things like mozzarellas and um, you can do marinated vegetables. So I quite like charring, like slicing up a load of courgettes and then charring them either on the barbecue, if that's going, or the griddle, um, and then letting them cool and then kind of um, coating them with olive oil and lemon juice and letting them sit and absorb that, maybe some dried oregano. You know, those sorts of things look really good. The great thing is you can put all these different things together and it's fine because it's just everyone's taking a little nibble of this and that.
0: Yeah, lovely. And all just, you know, it just says summer as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, And that's when it says summer, which you're a big fan of, is is dips. And you like like to pimp up a dip, don't you? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they are such,
1: they're such a kind of, they're such a solution. If you've got, if you just want to, you know, because sometimes it's lovely to plan a big kind of, you know, a big a big thing that you're hosting. But sometimes you might just want to say, see to your friends locally, are you around? Do you want to come over for some drinks? And, and, you know, I never want to have people over without putting something on the table for them to eat. And I'm kind of, I, I always feel like I need to put something on. So I might do something really simple, like a bowl of delicious olives with a drizzle of really good olive oil. Um, and then I'll get some, you know, some, I'll grab some shop bought dips if I don't have time to make my own. I might grab some hummus and then top it with, you know, some really, really good extra virgin olive oil and some crushed hazelnuts or some or some pine nuts that I've toasted, um, you know, or even some some fried, um, not fried, some roasted chickpeas. You could roast off a, a few chickpeas with a bit of smoked paprika and some, you know, some dried oregano or something, and then have those roast those off till they're nice and crunchy and put those on top of the hummus and then serve it with um what's really good is if you get like flatbreads all those all those tortilla wraps you can get and you can roast you can just like drizzle those with olive oil and say a little bit of like um uh za-tar or something like that and then you can roast them in the oven till they're really till they're kind of like crisps um Crunchy, you, yeah, yeah and th- that's a really nice thing that takes like a matter of like 15 minutes to pull something like that together but it still feels that you're doing a little something
0: yeah i, I love the um i love kind of alternative dips as well because i think you know recently in olive we've had things like um I know it was a bit controversial when someone first did it, like pea mole, because, oh, yeah. because guacamole because guacamole is it's expensive to buy avocados and you know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of um air th- miles. In, in, there's a lot of tra- air miles involved in and so but you can get a sort of similar vibe, like using uh, blanched frozen peas, which is fine. And again, yes. cheaper. Or you know. Yeah, like they do that at Oaxaca, don't they? yeah and it's it is really nice once you've got Mm -hmm. the garlic and spices in there and things like mashed cannellini beans or broad beans you know you just get that lovely texture like you were saying it's just fantastic
1: basically if you've got a good blender and i'm i'm Mm. i'm I'm getting really into blenders at the moment because i'm just starting to wean my baby um so so if you've got a good and again that's another thing if you are i mean you might not have um you know, a baby. But if you are, if you do have a young family and you're starting to look at weaning, you can easily do a a big batch of something and just leave the salt out and then mix it in afterwards. So you're, so you're doing something for kids and adults at the same time and saving yourself a lot of effort. And absolutely like cannellini beans make a delicious dip. So what I tend to do, if I, if I know I've got a big sort of bout of socializing coming up rather than and especially with the cost of ingredients and the cost of living going up I'll have a look in my pantry and see what I've got in you know and what kind of duplicates I because I've quite often got say one or two tins of chickpeas or a couple of tins of broad beans or um cannellini beans I should say and look look at what you've got in and then get creative with with what you've already got in your pantry yeah And with a little bit of kind of know-how and a little bit of good seasoning and maybe some fresh herbs and some good olive oil, you can really pimp
0: things up. Let's talk about those store cupboard heroes that you can have, because there's so much stuff you could have in your cupboard that you can just bring out and use to zhuzh up something. Tell us about those.
1: Yeah, so... um, Quite an obvious one is like really good anchovies, um, or anchovies that have been preserved in olive oil, um, in nice olive oil, and they always they always go down really well. And one thing that I do that's super simple, and I've I've mentioned this in the column, is. Um, I, I get a veg box, uh, an organic veg box every fortnight and quite often at this time of year they give these lovely sweet Romano peppers and a really simple thing that you can do um, to make the most of those anchovies is to um, sort of char off some of those peppers under the grill, peel the skins and then you can sort of peel once the peppers are nice and like juicy and yielding as you can peel them into strips, put that like spread them out on a on a big plate or a platter and drizzle them with a bit more olive oil and then drape over these lovely anchovies and just the the contrast of the really kind of salty fish with that sweet juicy red pepper is really nice. And speaking of red peppers, I'm a huge fan of those jarred red peppers. And yeah, me too. I love them. They're just brilliant. a lifesaver. <laughs> they really are, aren't they? They're so good. And they come in this kind of sweet, like syrupy, vinegary brine, um, or, or pres- I don't know if it's brine, it's a kind of preserving juice. And you can blitz those up in, in your blender. I mean, they're perfect for making r- a romesco sauce with um, toasted almonds, toasted hazelnuts, toasted garlic, um, or you can make... Um, Um, maharama with it which is with red pepper and walnuts and that's really delicious as well so blitzing those up adding in those nuts um and flavorings is is a really good one and it keeps for a really long
0: time in the fridge as well they keep for like a good few days that's what i think i I think really useful are are to have things in the fridge in jars like you can buy like pesto really good pestos you can get now in jars and harissa you know that you can just swirl in for that like massive boost of flavor and you've done nothing I did it with um it it was just just some kind of like apricot harissa and I swirled it Mm. through hummus and people would just go mad for it and I was like I've done nothing here totally (laughs) I've swirled one thing into another you know absolutely
1: (laughs) I'm I'm a massive fan of 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 jarred harissas and um, the rose harissa, I always make this delicious. And I've done it with the apricot one as well. I always make this delicious yogurt. And and even I mean, it's lovely with labneh. But you don't even if you don't have time to do the straining and make labneh, you can you can just get a really fantastic Greek yogurt, a really yeah. good good quality, full fat, delicious Greek yogurt, pinch of salt, and sw- and stir in some of that harissa to make a really gorgeous, spicy yogurt mm. chili dip which is just lovely with so many things it's great with, char- with so many things charred vegetables you know it's great with eggs it's great with crispy fritters it's just it's an all-rounder it's so good
0: I love that let's move on to something sweet that you're a big fan of berries tell us what you do with them
1: berries are just I mean at this time of, I'll, I'll never forget going to Puglia um and eating um, eating out for dinner and it was just boiling hot and we had like you know uh, kind of fried things and then we had pasta and then at the end of the meal we didn't have dessert but because we were so full but the owner of the restaurant just brought around this like big bowl of cherries on ice cubes and these plump juicy cherries were just were just like the perfect way to round off the meal um so I actually think you know when it's when it's fruit season in the UK we're so lucky here with the kind of with the amazing fruits that we have and here in Kent we have cherries locally grown which are just they're perfect there is almost nothing you can do to improve them so having a like lovely big bowl of beautiful cherries is is just nice just having them dotted around and I think Mm. it looks really chic as well um but then you know obviously a, a really a really classic delicious thing is is kind of strawberries and cream and you can do various things to pimp pimp that up very simply like you could macerate the strawberries in a little um kind of sugar with a little bit of vanilla um vanilla bean Or you could do, you know, a little splash of chambol or some kind of nice Mm, fruit liqueur or a little bit of that elderflower um, liqueur, like a little splash of booze. Yeah, just
0: a tiny, yeah.
1: Just a little smidge is is really nice. And then whipping up a bit of cream. And again, I quite like to to pimp up the cream with um, a little bit of sugar or a little bit of sugar syrup, something just to sweeten it. And what's nice is that you could kind of what i've been doing lately is infusing sugar syrup with um fig leaf at which we we have this big fig tree and it's always got these delicious um green fig leaves and if you kind of rip them up and infuse them in a sugar syrup it gets this delicious figgy coconutty flavor and that's really gorgeous stirred through um cream gorgeous
0: (laughs) Yeah, just making the most of those berries and cherries when they're really in season. Let's talk about some other seasonal heroes because you said you love to use, you know, the summer things like tomatoes and radishes. Tell yeah. us about that.
1: Well, I mean, this is why I love. I mean, I just love high summer eating for this reason that that things are so kind of perfect in themselves that you don't actually have to do much um to them and like we just got back from France and um while we were while we were there we just we we went shopping and we bought these just astounding heritage tomatoes that were just so delicious. And we didn't really have to do anything to them other than a pinch of salt. Oh no, we didn't even have salt because we were doing this in our hotel room after our baby was in bed. (laughs) So we were having these like amazing picnics with the local produce and just kind of slicing up these juicy tomatoes that were in peak season uh, was wonderful. But yeah, like think about what's in season. Look, go to your greengrocer or your farm shop or, you know, your honesty box or whatever and 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 pick up things that are in season and we we're lucky at this time of year with the tomatoes and then there's things like beautiful breakfast radishes which I'm a huge fan of because they look gorgeous they look really chic and they're crunchy Mm. and they're peppery and they're lovely with butter or salt um and you know combining these kind of ingredients with with just a couple of luxurious things like burrata um and and kind of ducker you could make your own ducker and scatter that on um, things like that is just I think really really good
0: sorry so it's all about let, letting the ingredients shine isn't it completely yeah. let us talk about something that isn't seasonal Rosie <laughs> one yeah. of your favorite things crisps <gasps> crisps <laughs> I especially in the heat wave I must have
1: eaten about two packets of those amazing um they're just really basic but those salted tortilla chips from the supermarket they're just uh, for some reason when it's hot and I think it it just harks back to the time I went to Mexico like ages ago and I and I had these salted tortilla at the beginning of the meal in Mexico quite often you get given just tortillas that have been Mm. that you eat with salt and lime Um, so my kind of British version of that is is getting these (laughs) kind of (laughs) ready-made salted tortillas but I love them and and I think they're really delicious just I know everyone goes mad for Doritos but I actually just like the plain salted. No I like
0: the plain as well completely I I don't like too much flavour like other crisps I'll have flavour on but tortilla chips i just want i want them with some salsa or them with like a little dippy thing yeah
1: totally and i'm not a fan of the cheese powder so it's all about just the simple salted tortilla chips they're lovely especially in hot weather they always Mm. go down well they're so moorish you can make a simple guacamole or a simple salsa you know and especially if you've got Mm. tomatoes growing at this time of year just chopping up those cherry tomatoes chopping them up into kind of little slices or, or, or cubing them, dicing them, I should say. Um, and then with a little bit of either spring onion and, or red onion and some, some chili, mm. um, you know, you could mix in a little bit of nice hot sauce if you've got any of that. Um, all of that is, is lovely with, a um, with those tortilla chips. And yeah. I also love those, um, kind of fancy black truffle Torres, Oh well, the Crisp. Torres ones. I yeah. see them
0: everywhere. You know I've got I've got an aversion to truffle so uh, I wouldn't okay. go near them. You wouldn't but, go you know, near them. No, I like No, I like other crisps.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean they they're like kind of they're quite fancy. They're quite nice. Um if you if you want to sort of, you know, feel a bit luxurious, but yeah, other crisps. I mean, I love the Tyrrell's crisps, the cider vinegar and sea salt are great. Mm. And then there's a really lovely um have you heard of the Kent crisps?
0: No, I don't think I have. What are they? They
1: are really good. They, they're sold a lot in the local shops and cafes here, and they're really, really good crisps. And they do an oyster and vinegar flavour. Um, oh wow! Wh- yeah, which is really, really special. And but they're even they're just cider vinegar and normal ones, and their sea salt ones are really good. Um, they're very delicious crisps, and I'm a huge fan of them. Um, and they're from Kent, so you know a little bit of local um a little bit of a local crisp as well which is nice um and there's been
0: like a, a posh crisp res- revolution hasn't there so I mean I think I think even like going out finding yourself some fancy crisps maybe making a couple of those gorgeous dips that you mentioned to go with it and yeah, you know totally it's good enough <laughs>
1: always my my tip my top tips are always have some crisps in the cupboard always have yeah. some tins and some nice little you know like we said some nice little mm-hmm. jars of luxury of, of um some nice little jars of harissa all those flavor bomb ingredients and yeah you can basically throw on some nice food for people at the drop of a Mm. hat
0: yeah let's talk about something that goes with crisps um cocktails
1: oh yes delicious I must say I'm a little bit of a I am a little bit of a cocktail fiend I absolutely (laughs) I absolutely love them and I think (laughs) Um, because, you know, I was pregnant last year. I'm really getting back into cocktails now that I can. Um, and you can, cocktails are a really fun thing to do with friends when friends come over, you know, and if Mm. you, if you just cobble together the ingredients beforehand, what I do is, so you're not... So you're not kind of shut away in the kitchen doing everything. I just take everything outside with me to where people are. And then, yeah. you know, take your cocktail shaker, take your ice, and you can make them. And I tend to make I tend to say, you know, I don't I don't go around taking people's orders and then making them bespoke cocktails. No. I tend to say we're having Gin Fizz or we're having Manhattan's or we're having margaritas and, and I'll be like, mm. who who wants one? You know? And obviously you mm. can't it depends on how many people you've got, but quite often, say you've got ten people, there's gonna be maybe four people that want to have a cocktail, the other four want to have wine or beer. Um, you know, so it's it's quite doable, really. Um, and you can just up the quantities in a cocktail shaker. If you want to be super prepped, you could mix together certain cocktails beforehand like you could do you can really easily mix up negronis or you could easily mix together lime juice tequila and Cointreau for a margarita and then shake it over ice if you want to batch those kind of things ahead of time and then keep them in the fridge so they're nice and cold that's Mm. really that's really good um but a a little cocktail that I discovered recently that's so delicious so delicious. Uh, My friend um, Arno told me about and he used to do, um, he used to run the front of house at Spontino, and he now has a little deli here in Deal. Um, And he sells um, Chinna, which is artichoke bitter, Mm. kind of artichoke bitter liqueur. And it's, it's kind of like a new, well, it's not new at all, but it's kind of like for me taking over from Aperol and Campari. Yeah, it's, not as sweet and it's really kind of grown up and and lovely and it's got this lovely deep bitter flavor and that um mixed with a little bit of sugar syrup lemon juice shaken over ice and then poured into iced glasses with say a a twist of cucumber and then topped up with some nice prosecco is really really delicious and that's Mm, a that's a chinar gin
0: fizz and that's spelled C Y N A R, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. i have not seen? It. I had I actually had it for the first time of the week, and it is incredible. It's, it's really good, good, isn't it? And it's yeah. a great
1: opener as well. Those kind of bitter drinks are, are great at mm. the beginning of a meal to kind of open your palate and get you ready to eat. Um, yeah. They're really nice.
0: Tell us about um, about the table. If you if you were going to obviously we don't want to go super OTT, but what sort of things do you do to make the tables look nice?
1: I mean, just as simple as a white linen cloth, you know, I think it's just nice to have a cloth sometimes and Mm. there's often not time but when I remember just grabbing a tablecloth and putting it over the table, it just sets the scene nicely, you know, it just feels slightly kind of it just feels like it's special because you've put a cloth on and all the food looks better on the plates on the tablecloth. Um, mm. And obviously you can get some really beautiful fabrics. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of kind of scouring around charity shops and finding old vintage tablecloths, but also finding like old curtains and old upholstery fabrics that can double up as um, tablecloths and, you know, laying them out. And sometimes you can get these really bold, beautiful patterns and they look really good. Mm. Um, I mean, I've, I genuinely have repurposed curtains that I bought on eBay and I haven't even <laughs> I haven't even taken the kind of ruched hem off I've just kind of hidden it under the table but <laughs> it always gets a reaction because it looks really beautiful
0: um, yeah.
1: and then yeah I just have I have a load of mis- mismatched crockery that I've been collecting over the years um I've got big platters and kind of nice boards and I just put everything on those and then put them on a tablecloth. Mm. That that would be my kind of basic setup. And then if I've got time, getting some nice flowers, some some beautiful seasonal flowers, either from the market or the florist or from the garden, I quite often just go around the garden and snip things. So like and yeah, yeah, yeah like like buddleia, and actually even when i lived in london and we didn't have a garden i used to go around the estate that we lived in and, and like just snip things that were growing wild like Budlia, which is beautiful actually it looks like lilac and it's really invasive and it's everywhere oh, um nice. you know and just putting that in a little jar or even you know a few sprigs of rosemary if you've got a rosemary bush near you that mm. you can that you can snip um geraniums um if you grow roses snipping some of those off and putting them in a little stem jar um um, I, th- yeah. I think it's really lovely and we're lucky that we have a garden now and there's always stuff growing. So I just kind of go around and do a quick snip and then put things yeah. put things down the table. Um, and then candles, like lanterns and candles, add always add a nice little twinkle if you're doing something in the evening.
0: And at night, obviously, I think citronella candles are really good for keeping um, mosquitoes away, aren't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah citronella and, I mean... I'm a magnet I'm just for some reason mosquitoes love me so I always take a <laughs> t- take a little bottle of that mozzie repellent with me and just spray it on the ankles and the, and the pulse points because otherwise I get savaged
0: yeah and then lightings are nice as well isn't it if you're doing some kind of dusk type thing oh yeah yeah
1: definitely you know like uh, those little tea lights or um you can get these solar powered lights that you can s- shove in the garden that charge up during the day and then they're kind of nice and twinkly I keep meaning to get some of those and festoon lighting um that was a real thing a few years ago wasn't it um those kind of strings of, of festoon like
0: strings yeah I love yeah those.
1: yeah stringing those up it just looks really pretty um mm. but yeah like I, I'm a big fan of kind of candle lit you know, lanterns and those sorts of things. You can pick them up relatively cheaply um, at lots of homeware shops.
0: Yeah, but I think everything you're describing is basically comes down to just creating a really lovely relaxed atmosphere where you're going to be relaxed and your guests are going to be relaxed. So yeah. everyone's going to have a good time. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's the most important thing. And I think sometimes you can build these things up and be like, oh, I'm hosting and I'm having people and I have to make it all perfect. And you know, I'm I'm dreadful for that. Like I always want everything to be perfect. And I sometimes to my own detriment, I'll like make, make the effort and actually sometimes my friends have to say to me like we'd rather hang out with you and have your company than have you beavering away in in the kitchen and kind of seeing us every few minutes you know or every every 10 minutes they'd rather have you there so I think the key is like prep like you say being relaxed just doing a few little easy things that can make it set the scene make it feel lovely um but Mm. you know not killing yourself in the process
0: yeah I think that's um, advice we can all take Rosie well (laughs) thank you so much for sharing all that with us today some really really brilliant tips that was a pleasure it was lovely to see you again thanks again Rosie thanks so much Janine thank you for listening to the Olive podcast for recipes and more information head to olivemagazine.com do remember to listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where our guests reveal their best cooking cheats hacks and shortcuts And don't forget to subscribe at iTunes, Acast, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.